0: Hey there, friends. Welcome to the Airlang Podcast. Uh, once again, I am Israel Hernandez, your host, and I am joined by my uh, my co-host, Rich. Hello, everybody. And today we're going to be talking about a subject uh, called generations in terms of age groups and gaps. And we want to discuss it because we see a great deal of this in our job. And in addition to that, we're going to go over two subtopics that deal with it with this which is motivation and demotivation as we see it in our field and of course looking forward to your comments
1: okay so let's start describing the framework we're going to use we're going to talk about like four generations uh starting with the baby boomers and starting um finishing with generation z or z so the baby boomers are the people um, who were born between 1946 and 1964 this generation was considered like a very good generation. Uh, they lived after the the World War, and well, due to that happiness, um, they just started having babies. <laughs> it's very uh, funny to recall because the people in this generation is said to be like very uh, a very ethical people, like religious oriented, so they were, they were very hardworking. Most of the people that uh, are still alive of course are are in very high positions or they um got uh, already like some money to live by uh in this time the families were like very 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 big maybe uh, a marriage would have anywhere from six to, to nine kids and well, that was like a lot, a lot, a, a lot of kids. No TVs around at that time, exactly. No Netflix, <laughs> and that's why they're
0: called the baby boomers, as, as you might know, right? Right, right, yeah, okay. And so, moving on to uh, next would be Generation X uh, from 1965 to 1976, more or less, these years are all you know, kind of average from various resources, and this generation would be defined a little bit more. Um, uh, differently a generation that would be a little bit more perhaps uh rebellious to to what the previous generation had uh, stated and we see that in the music that came out right around that time uh we might recall groups from that time which were definitely revolutionary and we just see a, a generation shifting still holding to the values of, of their of their parents, the baby boomers, but now starting to evolve, starting to have uh, new ideas. This generation still inherits, I believe, the the, the hard uh, work ethic of their parents, because and I'm mentioning that because later on, in the in the following generations, we would see a switch from that. So yes, uh, these these are the Gen Xers, and well, that, that kind of summarizes it, and so we go on to the next one.
1: Going on, we have the millennials. Of course, we have been hearing about them a lot in, in these recent years. Uh, these are the people who were born between 1977 and 1994. So most of the people that you may know right now uh, are millennials. So now this group of people, of this generation, is considered to be one of the worst, unfortunately. And I would like to advocate against that prejudice because there is uh, that age range is just like s- so wide that in this generation you can find almost any kind of people you can find uh, people who is more like culture oriented like uh, or wisdom oriented uh, along the, the hard uh, worker and well of course many of these guys are, are still young uh, they should be like i think it's 20, 23, 20 24 year old um, so, well, maybe in the uh, youngest parts of this generation, we might see why these people have uh, become so talk about. Yeah. And it's because, uh, it is said that their working ethics aren't as strong as the one of their uh, predecessors. And that's because they just want to, to live their lives as they conceive it. So they are against like this, just like working life that has been uh, coming through these generations, uh, as we have been saying, baby boomers were the like hard workers, Generation X uh, is where the workaholics uh, is started. And so millennials, the latest part of millennials, uh, just want to go against the, 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 that thing.
0: Well, yeah, very, very interesting, Rich. And I think we're gonna take a we're gonna take a break here after we describe uh, Generation Z or Generation Z, uh, because I think there there there's a strong there's a, there's a lot of comments to be made about millennials, especially because technically I would be considered a millennial even though I don't feel like it. You would be, except you're a year off according to this chart. So we'll talk about that here in a few moments. But what I want to move on now is to the Generation Z or Z, and this is the generation that practically. Uh, did not know the world prior to the internet. Their, 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 their experience has been highly technological, whether it be uh, just uh, with consumption of, of, of digital means uh, to a lifestyle that is just totally different in contrast to, for example, the baby boomers. This generation is seeing an entirely new, different world uh, an evolution in so many different aspects of life. And... Some people have, are calling this generation a bit more, perhaps sensitive, because of the fact that uh, things have changed so fast and so drastically for them, which has made it made them like this. Okay. Right. So as I was saying about uh, Generation Z or Z, uh, the biggest example I got, for example, is the example of my own children. Uh, I observed myself in the transition that was between my parents and I being born, and, and even them. <clears throat> and the thing that I observed the most is the, um, uh, I don't want to say overprotectfulness, but I would say the uh, the desire to have uh, these kind of uh, kids uh, highly privileged in that the accumulation of pain that could have come from baby boomers, Generation extras all the way up to millennials, uh, it, w- there's, there's a natural desire for the people that oversee these children or teenagers to uh, simply not want them to go through any kind of pain uh, or at least similar to the one that was endured by, you know, the previous generations. And so I see them as a very protected generation. Um, I also see them as a very, you know... um, uh, a generation that 's going to be highly inclined towards wealth in a way that other generations hadn 't seen before because of the internet, I mean the simple fact that resources are you know able to be multiplied in, in a very guess. short period of time and for that to turn into some kind of revenue for them. I mean you have kids nowadays that are doing Instagram videos, YouTube videos and they're basically becoming millionaires from, from day to night because there's a whole new economy nowadays with, with, with viral videos, with viral information, websites, blogs, that I believe is also a generation that's stepping into uh, a, a new horizon unlike the world had never, never seen before. So uh, that's more or less the, the kind of ideas that I can give uh, about this generation. And, and what I, what I want to do now is I, I, I want us to make a quick transition to um, sort of the, uh, the prejudice that's behind these, these generations because of the fact that, you know, a lot of us don't necessarily feel that we match uh, the generation that we have been given. And just by the standard that, that I just described, even some of our listeners would say, yeah, well, that is a description of that generation, but I don't necessarily feel like that. And I'm saying that because here we have my case, whom I'm supposed to be a supposed millennial, and we have the case of Rich, who, by some standard, is regarded as a millennial, but is regarded as a Z um, in, in 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 these charts that we have here. So I want to go over sort of like what people go through and and what it is to be categorized into a generation, even though you may not match all the qualities. So. Okay,
1: so uh, as we have been saying, it's like millennials are supposed to be like this kind of rebellious, like no will to work, just uh, going against the, the, the stream. Uh,
0: what part of that don't you feel like uh, fond of? I, I don't feel fond of it because I, I think that we have to take into account just maybe the way the world um, or, or like just the, the West and the East We can more or less even divide just how um, traditional countries can be. And in addition to that, uh, not to be more biased, but definitely the way social classes persist throughout generations. I mean, there are going to be certain values, there are going to be certain ethics, there are going to be certain characteristics that are going to be transferred from generation to generation which will almost remain you know unchangeable so i think that if we don't take these things into account we'll just basically assume that everybody you know is evolving uh, and while we certainly are we can't assume that people evolve in every single aspect some people may just choose to evolve in things and just keep others that have benefited them throughout throughout history that's where I would make the 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 the, the, uh, the way to distinguish is for example, my parents taught me hard work, and even though I could categorically be a millennial, I'm not mad at hard work. It, to the contrary, I'm all about hard work, and I'm all about you know um, doing everything that you have to do to to make your dreams come true. However, these may be from the personal to professional side. I was just enrooted in, in that. And so for anybody to think of me as, oh, you feel like you're entitled, you feel that the world owes you, that the government should owe you, that you're this, you're that, I, I would be in total disagreement with that idea. What about you, Rich? How do you feel about the people regard you as a millennial or maybe even a, a Generation Z? Like some of the comments that I made earlier, which would be like, oh, you guys are an overprotected generation. <laughs> how, how, how do you feel about that?
1: Well, somehow it's kind of accurate. I have to recognize that okay. our generation, all the people that... Uh, with who I share my age with, we have been like very privileged in the case of like, most of we have had access to the internet, for example, too many like uh, good things, Uh, cell phones came by, of course, cameras, blogs. uh, So like, nowadays we are like in a very good position, just check like, uh, eh, talking about like, I don't know, like student records, Colleges now have like more and more and more options uh, on what to study. Right. Uh, so we have like more options than ever. Of course, th- th- that thing can also be overwhelming sometimes. <laughs> right, right. So for a lot of people, it's like, hey, I don't know, I know what to do with my life. Okay. And I think that's something that characterized our, genera- our generation. Right. And yeah, I-, I need to feel recognized with that. Uh, at the beginning, I-, I didn't know what to do with my life. Right. And as I was being uh, kind of for- or protected, and I wasn't given the chance like to taste the world, let's put it in that way, Right. Uh, you, you don't have a chance to make, make this trial and error that many more generations uh, before have. Right. Um, even so, I have to blame your generation of some things, of course. Yes, okay. uh, as, as no it, it's rougher for us to get, for example, better jobs or, or, or better things. Okay. Uh, also, uh, we need to recognize that th- this time has changed a lot, insecurity is, is like uh, on a rise. Right. So uh, parents have become overprotective because of that. Okay. So it's not like in our days in which you could go play on the street, you could be alone at night. Um, So, also, believe it or not, that's for Character Man.
0: Well, but but I I would make a difference though, uh, or I would like to make it try to distinguish the fact that it seems to me that maybe problems and, and insecurity and things like that have always been an issue. I would just say that. Now, um, with the power of the internet, I would say that there is a sense in which people are more aware of it, but it would be very interesting to analyze how much of it is just still, in terms of data and statistics, how much of it is still relatively the same. It is only that it it permeates the internet world, it permeates all the media, and so we might have a feeling of being overwhelmed when the truth is, uh, for example, crime in our country. Um, some people would make the argument that crime has always been at the rate that it has been. Maybe that it was much worse in the '60s, '70s, and '80s. It's just that it wasn't as televised. It's just that, for whatever reasons, uh, you know, whatever agreements government may have had, it just wasn't. People weren't as aware of it. And so, I I, I would make it that that difference of is it still the same um or is it just simply that it is being promoted more because there are more people every every everybody with a cell phone now is a reporter so so now all of us have the 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 possibility to you know be a representative in our community country wherever we may be well look at us we have a cell phone and we're doing a podcast exactly that's exactly so now everybody everybody is a medium for communication so, I, I, I would make that kind of a, a... I would just say now that the access to things is much, much faster. And so, that could create a faster, you know, feeling of of being informed yeah, or over-informed I, I, at times.
1: I mean, I mean th- th- that's the point of this. is like uh, the access to information can be a double-edged weapon. Right. Uh, as our parents are becoming, like, more worried about the situation. Right. And as us, uh, well, you, you just became, like, kind of, like, with more possibilities. But I think that the... What is considered now Generation Z that was born almost with, a, with a, an iPad or a tablet, uh, they are just like falling apart on their social skills because now right. they, they are getting like more used to be like independent uh, in, in the regards of just like being uh, investigated by themselves, right. just playing by themselves, they don't going out by the reasons uh, it may be. They're just getting used used to like you know, virtual contact. Right. So no right. more like go, go playing soccer to the park. No more like falling from the bike while learning. It's right. like th- those things happen in, in your generation right. and in well, oh, in my generation. Right. 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 Like the yes, the young generation said. Right. Uh, so that was my point. That. It, Given this, uh, all this information is overwhelming in, in several ways. Not right. not talking only about like crime and insecurity, just about like the possibilities are so endless that now uh, they may seem as good, but there are like some cons of it.
0: Okay, I do see that. I, I do see the points, and like I said, there's there's going to be a variation between family to family, uh, country to country. Uh, socioeconomic status in general th- there, there are going to be those variations but in general I, I believe we can conclude that you know these generation uh, definitions are true to the greater extent and so uh, what I would like to do now is kind of make a transition to the topic of how we see uh, generation gaps influence in the way that we work in, in what we do which is teaching second third languages I'd like to make that transition and I want to make it now all right, Rich. So let's talk about this whole topic we introduced at the beginning of the podcast, which was motivation and demotivation in the classroom. Uh, you and I have had the opportunity to interact with baby boomers all the way t- through Generation Z. And well How? How? how do you see this? Well, what? What comes to your mind more? Just like by default, what kind of ideas? What kind of, you know, uh, testimonies? rise up to your mind right away as you think of these generational gaps and, and their way to see motivation and the motivation in the classroom?
1: First, a huge disaster, man. Okay. <laughs> no, what do you mean uh, by
0: that? No, I'm kidding.
1: By that. <laughs> uh, the truth is that uh, many people think that it is almost impossible for them to, to work together or even to be in the same place. But no, I mean, most of the people I have met they, during my classes have been very cool. Mm, they like working. Uh, they like studying they are there because they want to learn a new language. So, well, yes, they're very good. Of course, I need to mention that some of the uh, ideas that we have about a certain generation may be true for some people, but it's like the
0: fewest of students I have ever had. Yeah. I I would say I'm more or less in the same terrain that you're in. I I would only make a, a... I would only highlight the experiences that I might have had, and these would be out of the ordinary experiences with baby boomers, in the sense of you know how they become very easily demotivated when they're when people are not committed, when they don't arrive on time, when they don't follow the process the way it is indicated for students to follow. I, I just see a great level of demotivation, and that in itself turns into um, sort of like a a desire to take on some sort of you know, motherly or fatherly role, and sort of being reminiscent about how the old days used to be and in my times and so forth. I, I have I have had a good you know a good deal of 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 interactions like that, and they were unfortunate, but at the same time, I think they were and just like an emblematic you know uh, representation to or emblematic reminder to students of, of how other generations reach success. Now, I understand that the older ones, from, from Xers all the way up to Zs, maybe they'll just disregard things because they'll synchronize and synthesize things and or concepts in, in a much, much faster way than the previous generation, or the previous generation, in this case, baby boomers. And so they get tired of following the rules and the procedure the whole time because they can just swallow it up, not by osmosis, but Nearly something like that in terms of thought process. So uh, I would say that those are the highlights that would, that, that come to mind, but uh, they have been the least. And as you said, I have, I have found that it's just more uniform all across the board. And uh, well... Well, but also uniformity
1: is a good thing for the class sometimes as you generate discussions between them, uh, some of their ideas maybe not between boomers and X, but when you put together a, a boomer and a millennial or or well the generation set is very uncommon to see nowadays uh, uh, but still uh, just the background that they have uh, talking about for example. I don't know, media and experiences uh, is, is very different, as you have been saying. And so just, just imagine what can come out of uh, that interaction. It's just yeah. hilarious to me, uh, trying to make them understand like the older people just trying to make young people understand that it's about hard work. And right. the young people just defending the, no, I want things fast and I want th- now. Um, of course this is also a prejudice, but sometimes yeah, it just comes like that, and it's undeniable.
0: No, and, and you know, and you're right. I mean, I definitely see the uh, the positive inter- interaction that can happen and that has happened, at least in the context that I've been involved in. Yes, um, oftentimes if people are receptive, and of course, if we as teachers kind of create that that environment, I believe people will be very, very receptive, even even if ideas are 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 completely different from the way they see them. So overall, I think it's not only what we can see as far as their interaction is but it's also how much we're in control or how much we try to push for an environment of tolerance respect and so forth and i think in the measure that we can do that um we're going to have much much successful you know sessions just because it's hard for us to get even rid of the prejudice that we have coming from our own generation and how we see things so we have to do a good job of taking ourselves out of the picture and just looking for the uh, entire benefit of the whole. And I think that any time we can do that, we're definitely going to have success. And so far, we have had, like I said, with a few discrepancies, with a few you know, minor you know, roadblocks in the way, but nothing that has ever gotten out of hand. So, uh, well, you know, um, that's my take on it, Rich. Um, I believe that's your take on it. Um, and, any, any last thoughts or comments? Yeah, uh, not for me. All right. Well, friends, we want to thank you and uh, for tuning into this podcast. We want to motivate you to uh, keep on tuning on to the future ones. And please, uh, you're going to find this in various resources from iTunes to anywhere else. And wherever you find it, please make sure you leave your comments. We look forward to hearing from you, okay? See you on the next one. See you there.